time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the room, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. Uh, yes, and we're also doing it out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live365.com. Just search for our, our uh, radio station, Twin Talk Cast Radio. That's two words. Twin Talk Cast. No, Twin Talk Radio. Twin Talk. No, Twin Talk Cast yeah. Radio. Yeah. Yeah, two words. Twin Talk Cast and Radio. Also, you can check us out after we've gone live because all our shows are archived for podcast on our website, TwinTalkCast.com. Also, if you have an iTunes device... You can go to iTunes and search for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel and listen to us on iTunes. Yeah, because we're iTwins, eh? How many of you can say iTwins? <laughs> Anyways, we have a fantastic show today. We are so happy that you're with us. Sorry about last week. We had to take the week off. But we are back, and we want you to know that we have a fantastic show tonight from the website Goodbye Felipe, an enterprising young lady, no, journalist. Bye Felipe. Bye Felipe. That's B Y E. Bye Felipe. Um, enterprising uh, young journalist and a now web designer of this awesome website that tells women these guys are jerks. And she'll tell you more about her. Allison. Uh, Ali Tweetin. Alexandra. Ali Tweetin. We, we call her Ali. Is it Tweetin or Tweetin? I think it's Tweetin. I think it's Tweetin. Well, ask her what well, she ask her. Here. I've always said tweeting. We've uh, known her how long now? Um, a few years now. Yeah, right? I thought it was Alex. Because we know everybody, dude. Alex Twitch. Dude, in, in, in less than a month, you got 250,000 uh, followers and counting on and Instagram. We need a, We got to learn from her because we got to get more than these three listeners we listen to. <laughs> so stay tuned for that. She's really a cool chick, a smart chick, and this, you got to hear about this website. If any of you women have ever been on dating websites and you've had a bunch of jerks respond to your non-responses, you got to listen to this tonight. Also tonight. Also, uh, we have a uh, former executive of Pe PepsiCo Restaurants and Disney. Uh, he, and now he's a creator of BeyondALS.org. Uh, 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 Jose Cofino, he's going to be here talking about... Uh, well, he's he, he he's living with the Lou Gehrig's disease, yes, and which prompted him to uh, to uh, create this website for to helping others and raising funds on on battling this disease and all that kind of. And stuff. you might remember that it wasn't that long ago that everyone was doing the ALS ice bucket challenge, uh -huh. and everyone probably wondered, did it do any good? Well, anyway, Jose according to Jose Cofino, it did. It so we'll ask him some more about that later on. Uh, when he's here, eh? He's going to be here, eh? I know. That's why we're talking about him. <laughs> I'm excited about it because, you know, I was wondering that too myself. You know, all these people doing the challenges. And we got challenged and we never did it, man. Um, we meant to do it, but it was. No, I said from the beginning. I, I wanted to do to. it. I, I wanted to be a good sport and do it. 
But then it just kind of came and went before we can, you know, do it. And uh, That's an excuse, Angel. I wasn't just going to do it. I straight up said it. I posted ahead of time. Don't make. Don't ask me to do it. Who, who challenged this? Uh, it was Ray. Ray, uh, my uh, daughter's uh, significant other. <laughs> you don't say boyfriend. He's not a boy. You know? That's what they call it, though. They yeah, call it boyfriend. Why do they call it boyfriend and girlfriend? I why, don't know. why can it be man friend or woman friend? Uh, that's that sounds because there's too that, many syllables. That sounds right? creepy. It does, doesn't he? Also tonight, it doesn't he? <laughs> um, if our girl can make it, there was a little bit of an issue. But Jackie's supposed to be with us tonight. Hopefully, she's okay. She just texted saying there was an issue with getting over here. Hopefully, we're okay and we'll hear it, about it. But we have. Uh, with Jackie Casas, the news and dirty laundry. She's going to be talking about the Obama uh, immigration. Um, also, she'll be talking about the uh, Cosby rape allegations. Uh, an-, an anchor alcohol sue. And also, for those of you who want to get in on the name brand uh, marijuana tip, uh, w- listen, there's a very famous family that may be having uh, putting out their name brand Marijuana. Mm, I wonder who could that be. That's funny how I teased it because it's ironic that I'm the one that teases it because I'm totally against marijuana. Uh, <laughs> also, vacation boobs. We got to hear about that. Uh, Jackie's bringing the big vacation boobs, so uh, stay tuned for Jackie and her news it's and funny, dirty every laundry. We, every time we talk about Jackie, it's like there's boobs and stuff. No, you make it sound like like you're insulting her. She, no, brings, she brings her vacation boobs. She's bringing the vacation boobs. That's what she says she's bringing for the news today. So, you know, I think that's pretty cool. So stay tuned for that. <laughs> Anyways, how was your week, brother? My week was pretty good. Hey, check it out. We, uh, You know, my wife, we're having a child. Yes, of course. So, yes. you know. Congratulations. Yeah, so we got to that week. I don't know how many weeks it is. You know, women are all on that. You know, my wife is all on that. To where we can go over there and determine the child's gender. Why do people say the child's sex? I know it's the same thing, but it just sounds better gender, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Is there is there the proper way or improper way? The, well, the when you speak, when you're speaking in English and you want to use the most concise, accurate word, it would be gender. Yeah. The sex could be because sex is a looser word. It's it could be it's got more it, different synonyms. Yeah, it can mean other things, right? Mm-hmm. Well, uh, in this case, my uh, we are having a girl, eh? I saw that. Congratulations! <laughs> I was going to post something, but I'm very much more private when it comes to stuff like that. So, out of respect, but I was going to say, "Yo, bro, sorry, man." <laughs> I mean, and I know you have one beautiful daughter. My my daughter, but you know uh, how she's, you know how I love twenty four. She's she's my princess. I love your daughter, and you know I love my daughters. But my gosh, those teenage years, man, it's gonna it's gonna, it's gonna age you, bro. Uh, I'm already aging, but it, I'm interested to see the you know the uh, the baby version of my wife because you know my wife is a bit of a firecracker. Oh my gosh, and uh, but she's know. also a loving individual. Well, yeah, you know, a firecracker it does. It's like something like. Pah! It doesn't linger, you know what I mean. <laughs> so like, so you she know, lingers. No, she doesn't. She's a firecracker. In other words, like she, she, you know, if we get upset at each other, it's just like a pop, and it just kind of goes away. It's not like a drama queen that uh-huh. just lingers and shit. Oh, you know, see, you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. that's what I like about my wife, you know. And I expect that, you know, to be the same. From I don't know what I expect from my daughter, my new but, daughter. But but wait, <laughs> but wait. There's more. She hasn't been pregnant with you yet. Not with you, but she hasn't been a pregnant woman in your relationship yet. So far, so good. My <laughs> wife's handling it not bad, eh? Good job, baby. 
I love you. Uh, anyways. So there you go. We're going to have a, 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 a mix between a Mexican and a Guatemalan or a Mexican or a Guadi, 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 Mexican. I don't know what you what you call it, but it, it's a good mix, you know? I, I think so. Um, so, no, I hope that you're able to <laughs> um, enjoy your young daughter, your beautiful daughter, in a way that you can also endure it. Because as you get older, those teenage years, I suppose, especially for little girls, can be tough. You know what I'm thinking? You know what I'm thinking this time around, and you probably could attest to that because you have uh, adult uh, uh, children, and then you have children, children, and there's like a lot of years <laughs> in between. Right. But it's a it's a little different, right? Because you're not as stressed out as before. Like I was when I was younger, I was all afraid of everything. You know, I gotta I I, I gotta um, concur on that. One thing about being a parent. For the second time around, much further on, is the stress level is so much lower because you're not freaking out, uh-huh. but the stamina doesn't match it. So, but but having said that, I, <laughs> if I had a choice, yeah. <laughs> if I had a choice versus less stress and more stamina, or more stamina and less stre- or more s- stress and less stamina, I'd rather choose the less stress any freaking day. Uh-huh. I'm with you on any that. Any day. Eh? Yeah, I'm with you on that. That's why I I drink beer because less stress, less stamina. Stamina, <laughs> stamina, <laughs> less stamina, eh? Anyways, uh, <laughs> less stems, eh? No stems, eh? Just you know, shake. <laughs> uh, some of my homies know what I mean by shake. Anyways, it's time for your shoutouts, and your shoutouts are brought to you by. Aladdin's Junior Mediterranean Cuisine and Concert Venue. That's Aladdin's Junior the second. I'll give you a little more information on that in a minute. First, I want to say a shout out to a homie who's coming back. Hey man, we ain't jealous. Hey, uh, uh, SOA Sons of Anarchy got nothing on us. Hey, uh, Billy Sky, what's up, Holmes? You know they film it out here in the valley and they pretend that they're up north. And <laughs> yeah, you know yeah, that, right? Yeah. I see all these spots. Hey, I drove by there. Oh, I drove by there. They're supposed to be up in Sacramento or somewhere out there. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, uh, it's in Chatsworth, dude. I know. <laughs> hey, Billy, welcome back, Holmes. Also, a shout out to you, Greg Angel Venegas. What's up, Holmes? Lennifer J. Is that supposed to be Jennifer Lay or Jen- Lennifer J? What's up, Isaac Sanchez, Maricela Rubio, Michael Mena? Hey, Holmes, thanks for the hookup. Hey, talk to you soon. I also want to say uh, um, shout out to Christine Elkins or slash. Baker, Christine Baker, Elkin slash. Hi, Christine. Hi. You rock. She's over in Indiana. She's listening. Because we got people over where, everywhere. Uh, Trish Martz, Alexandra Cookingham. Is that really your last name or are you Cookingham? <laughs> Janie Nesvik. Is that really your last name or is that Nesvik? Also, I, I want to give a special shout out to uh, Happy Birthday to Jody Foster, Meg Ryan, Larry King. <laughs> Also to the Martinez twins, Martinez twins born to our our cousin Icy Hernandez. Right, you know, Icy Hernandez. Yeah. There's twins, more twins in the family, eh? The Martinez twins. Nice. Happy birthday to you too. And also, I want to give a special ho- shout out to Neil Young, eh, Holmes, for boycotting Starbucks. <laughs> Why do you boycott? Because they they they're teaming up with Monsanto and they don't want to label their GMOs, eh? So he's boycotting and he's saying everybody boycott. Also, a shout out to uh, my mi gente Guatemala because they're fighting back against big bad Monsanto in the drones. They do, not in the drones, but you know, 
They're all, they're all over there protesting against, you know, animo, mi gente. I also want to give a shout out to my uh, uh, daughter, Samantha, Angel, Ray, and Mario. You're having a baby sibling girl. Baby little <laughs> Do sister. they know already? Yeah, I guess know. so because you posted it. You, you, she's going to be so happy to, and so uh, blessed to have you because you are the best. <laughs> I want to give a shout out. I got shout outs. I want to give a shout out to our uncle Menyo over there in Utah, uh, on in the hospital bed recovering. I'll remind What's you, up, Tio? I want to remind you, Tio, because um, you know, uh, thanks to Obamacare, it is written in the patient's bill of rights. If the nurse is cute, you can pat him in the fanny. Okay. Yeah. So you go ahead, Tio. You can do it. Or cane him. Smack, smack no, that. Don't cane him. Smack <laughs> that. Smack that woman in the panty in the fannies and say, hey. <laughs> Hey, toots, I want my ice chips. <laughs> okay. Anyway, get better, Tio. We love you. We love you, Tio. And uh, shout out to all the family over in Utah también. And the Gomez family, we love you so much. And we, uh, our prayers are with you. Uh, okay, uh, your shout outs are brought to you by Aladdin's Jr. Mediterranean Cuisine. That's Aladdin's Jr. the second. Because there's two of them. Uh, Mediterranean Cuisine and Concert Venue. They're in the uh, city of Pomona, in downtown Pomona, on 2nd Street. They got, man, their food is good. Mediterranean food is so good. They got a good selection of uh, beer. And on the weekends, they have music. Sometimes they even have, um, what do they do when they dance with their belly? Oh, belly dancing. eh? (laughs) Duh. So, you know, they're over in uh, downtown Pomona. Tell them that the twins sent you. All right, so yeah, that. There you go. <laughs> we'll be right back. Shoot!
Alyssa Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T Uverse. Tune in. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And we're also doing it out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live365.com. Just look for our radio station because there's a whole bunch of them there. Look for Twin Talk Cast Radio. That's two words. Twin Talk Cast Radio. Favorite us and uh, put us on... Put us on, eh? You know, a long time ago, when I got my first laptop, when they were like super expensive, I got a, I got an Inspirion, uh, you know, Dell. Right. It was like way expensive, but I got it right, and it had the media player, and and right. the the right. Windows media player used to have an icon there for Life three sixty five. It's been around for that long. It's been around for. I a used long. to I used to listen to um, Life three sixty five a long time ago, but now I have it on my phone, and you guys can too. You can just uh, look for the uh, the mobile app, or or you know, and get on there, and you could plug it in while you're driving back home. Like if you can't make it because you're working late and you can't be on live, plug it on your phone, eh? Honestly. Also, if you want to listen to previous podcasts, just go to uh, your iTunes device and look search iTunes for our podcast, Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, and our shows are available. You could also subscribe there and on our podcast. Also, want to let you guys know that it's um, a Twin Talk show. Um, I'm telling my brother our password <laughs> here. Uh, I want to let you guys know that... Um, uh, you give us a call at 626-275-8946. Uh, throughout the show, we'll be glad to take your phone calls. Also, you can chat us up on our Facebook wall on Twin Talk Show. Hey, before we go, I want to give one more shout-out. And I meant to throw it in the shout-outs, uh, sweetie. I'm so sorry I didn't do this. Elizabeth Reese, hey. I'm so glad you're listening. You know, she listens for almost every show. Eh? Nice. Good and, to know. Uh, I'm, you know, I just realized it. But Good to know someone's We're happy listening. to have you there. And, you know, we really are. <laughs> I'm not going to say who you are. It will keep you on the down low over there. But we love having you on. And all of you who aren't, you know, that are closet listeners, you could stay on the down low. We love having you también. We have a lot of listeners in Africa. Did you know that? Uh, I, I know now. Don't well, bring the Ebola. Actually, we used to have a lot of listeners. <laughs> <laughs> About half of them are gone now. It's <laughs> uh, uh. terrible. Anyway, so, um, you know, it looks like uh, our girl Kat, uh, Jackie, she texted right before the show that there's an emergency going on. So uh, We hope you're okay, babe. So hopefully it's okay. But so in the meantime... There it is when you hear that guttural beat, that low driving bass that grabs you from the loins and says, uh, it's time to listen. What's a loin, eh? Your loins, dude. I don't even know what a loin is. It's your your, your cajones. It's where your genitals are, dude. It's your freaking crotch. It grabs you from the crotch is what I'm trying to say. Okay. It's like a good rock and roll song with a nice hard bass that and a driving bass kick drum grabs you by the loins and goes, Ugh. Anyways, sounds- it's time for the news and dirty laundry, not with Jackie Casas, because hopefully she is okay. But we do have the rundown of the news and dirty laundry. 
And my brother wants to start it. Well, actually, I'm having a hard time uh, getting this story up. I'll tell you about it because I don't want to <laughs> I, hear Well, the this, this story, I mean, I don't have a hard time getting <laughs> it up. But they, <laughs> for some reason, it's not going on my um, you know, my device here. You, you just reboot your device. Okay, I'm going to reboot President Obama to make statement on immigration on Thursday night. Uh, now, I've been told that it's Thursday. I've also heard that it's Friday. But the last word on News and Dirty Laundry, and Jackie knows what's going on, is that President Obama will be making an announcement on Thursday night. President Obama will make the statement on immigration, followed by a rally at a Las Vegas high school with Senator Harry Reid on Friday. I don't understand that. What do you mean followed by a thing in Las Vegas? A rally. He's going to be at a rally at a high school. At a high school? In Las Vegas, yeah. Last I heard, he should they, go to Maricopa County in Arizona and do this. Eh? The source of this um, this um, article is says it's the source is two NBC News sources, and I'm here to tell you I just left NBC News because I work there. Uh, the last I heard was that the president will be speaking on Friday, so we'll we'll have to keep tabs on that. But results from an NBC News Wall Street Journal poll released on Wednesday found that the president is entering risky political territory with his planned action on immigration because a lot of people say that and he is already threatened to use the might of the pen in other words executive action to um to uh give what is pretty much amnesty to millions is, of is that aliens. so because uh, uh, you know is that so what he's going to do or or not He's going to speak on immigration, but is he going to be pro, you know, reform or anti-reform? That's a very good point because the, he has spoken very firmly. Remember the day after the election or the, even the night of the election or maybe it was the day after he spoke and said, hey, if Congress doesn't shape up, I could always use the pen. You know, and he and he mentioned uh, immigration as one of the things, and he's threatened to do that. And now that he's a lame duck president, he's got nothing to lose. You know, why do you, why do you say lame duck president? Lame duck means that no matter what he does, he's got nothing to lose because he's not running for reelection. So but he you, could do whatever he wants. But you now. got everything to gain if you give amnesty to the uh, Hispanics, eh? Or the no, you immigration, don't. Immigration. No, no, you don't, bro. Think, think about this. Okay, look, think about this. Uh, without having secured the wa- the borders, the the borders st- are still very porous. If you start giving amnesty, <laughs> these people are going to be rushing in. A little we- bit of acne over here, but pretty porous. <laughs> Anyways, Indiana Governor Mike Pence told NBC News on Wednesday that the Congress, which is a predominantly Republican Congress now should use the power of the purse to prevent the president from taking executive action. How's that, a power of the purse? Like, like whack him over the head with it? Like, <laughs> I don't understand, you know? Whack him. No. The power of the purse. Well, the, well Shit. as you may recall through our uh, uh, civics classes, that uh, the, our government was, was designed to have three branches, the executive, the judicial, and the legislative branch, um, so that they keep each other in check. And the legislative branch, which is Congress, is supposed to hold the money. In other words, if the president wants to wants to move over with an move forward with an action, it's going to cost money. And if the if Congress doesn't approve the budget to do it, he can't do anything. What if the president says, "Put a wall up"? Well, arguably, that's a very good point. <laughs> arguably, that may be the turning point for Republicans to say, okay, let's do so. Let's talk about some kind of amnesty because one of their arguments is if we're not securing the borders and closing them up, 
why should we even move forward with this kind of step? Besides, a lot of people talk that about because there's people here already and they're contributing to the economy. I hate to put it this way because, but unfortunately, uh, that's the measure, measuring stick by which everyone or the majority go by here in this. According to hopes, but but. But they're contributing to the economy as it is right now. Okay, if you're an illegal alien, so you're making money, you're probably take paying taxes, and you're probably not claiming them. Why? Because you're an illegal alien. Okay, and then uh, because you're working for lower wages. Oh uh, come on, then, dude! You know, blah, blah, blah. Get off the lower ages no. thing, dude. I'm uh, telling blah, you. Blah, 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 blah. You know. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, that's just the rhetoric. Anyway, um, Homeland Department of Homeland Security. And I'm not asking you to vote for me, eh? Department of Homeland Security Secretary Jay Johnson said in a national press this in the morning, he said, but I will say this, as the president has said many times, legislative action is always preferable. He's quoted the president. But we've waited now for years for Congress to act, and the Congress has not acted. So therefore, the president has threatened to use the the, the pen. But here, you got to remember the reason why Congress has not acted is because Congress represents Americans because they're the, politi- po- cause no, they're politicians. But, but, uh, they're not actors, but, but yeah, they are. All but, politicians are actors. But <laughs> but they represent Americans, and many many Americans do not agree with uh, him taking this action. So you know, he can't do it on his own. Let me tell you, it's really hard to say. It really is hard hard to say for you to say that many, many, many Americans oppose that action because many, many, many Americans don't vote. Okay? So, but what you really mean is the few of us Americans who have voted, perhaps the majority of those. Yeah, but but there were, there. listen, last, uh, two, two Tuesdays ago, on November 4th, I guess it was, the election happened, and Americans did speak. There was a referendum, one would say, to stop this because what happened? Americans, um, um, the Congress and Senate has turned over, and now it's predominantly Republican. So I do believe that America has, quote-unquote, spoken by saying, no, we got to put a stop to these things that the president is wanting to do. And that's why it's wrong that the president say, well, Congress isn't taking action. No, maybe they have it, but Americans did. And they voted a predominantly um, uh, Republican Congress and Senate. And mind you, more co- more of governors in America that are Republican now than the, than Democratic, thus saying to the president, this is what we want. And the president is becoming a tyrant. He's saying, no, I'm going to do it because the Congress hasn't act- acted. That's not democracy. I think, um, but every president has. Uh, I hate that. Has, I hate when you has do that. wielded has wielded the pen. Okay, you okay. know the almighty pen. Okay, okay, I agree. And with so, you. why not wield the pen in such a way where it is indeed at least for once for the people? Because a lot. A lot of things happen, whether it's an executive decision or a legislative decision, whereas the people don't really speak. Okay, I mean, uh, the uh, talking about the you know a lot of things like all the way back from uh, the Federal Reserve to now with the food supply. How much? How much of us? Uh, how much is going on right now where we are having all these diseases and stuff like that because people are wielding the pen and not really okay. The, the, here in this case, how, so for once, for or finally, the president is wielding the pen 
what appears or maybe we're 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 still speculating that would be a decision that's somewhat for the social good. You know why? Because the people, the majority of Americans may not want it. No. And you know what? The it's, ones that voted but, but and the majority did not vote. Regardless, the minority regardless, voted. Regardless of that, Angel, um, just because the cause is something that you believe in, it shouldn't you shouldn't say, well, just this time he should wield the pen because every president does it. No, every pres- I don't care what president does it. I don't care what party. And that is not democracy. You know, if, if the president was, should wield the pen in situations like that, it should be done not as freely as it's been done. And lately, in the okay. last two administrations, you're saying the early. same thing I am. It's like, OK, well, he shouldn't wield the pen. But if he does, like I'm saying, well, he shouldn't wield the pen. But if he does, we're both saying the same thing. No, I say it's if still, he's going to do right. it, it has to be. Me it, too. it shouldn't be done that's as freely ex- as it's been doing. That's it. what I said. No, you did. You said, exactly. you said if he's going to do no, it. No, you, you said he should do it on social reasons and whatever. Yeah, I think I, a lot of things should be done. The box says it's fat free, but let's see what my taste buds have to say. say it's too good to be fat free and i believe my taste buds i've known them longer <laughs> fat free jello pudding dessert is back well <laughs> new rape allegations against bill cosby that was bill cosby there and if you're fat you don't have to worry about you he won't rape you because <laughs> he's fat free. maybe you don't know <laughs> uh, bill cosby is facing mounting rape allegations mounting okay they're not demounting and the newest accuser has claimed the comedian drugged and attacked her twice <laughs> okay one time i'm sorry i can't continue twice <laughs> are you blaming the now you're blaming the victim no right? well it's the, okay it's the, the, you can't blame the victim <laughs> once but the twice come on dude okay twice when she was a teenager now cosby's lawyer is backtracking reports cbs news correspondent dan uh uh Dollar, whatever. Cosby's attorney, John Smith, Smith, uh, said he never intended to describe rape accusations detailed in the 2005 lawsuit as, quote, discredited. Cosby settled that case out of court. But that has not stopped other women from coming forward to say they, too, were attacked by the comedian. Okay. You... if I do it, isn't that how he talks? Uh, no, it's not like that. It's a bad, 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 bad. Nice chat. Will you please take off your pants, baby? <laughs> take, Are you trying to do Bill Cosby? Did you at least practice it before this? Will you take this date date rape drug for me, baby? Uh, anyway, you know, I got something to say about this. First of all, let me precede this by saying um, uh, I am so um, disgusted by anybody that any violence toward women okay so i am not propose i'm not a proponent of that but i will say this i am defending bill cosby and i'll tell you why i'm defending him because he is right now an innocent man until proven guilty because he's old age he can't even get it up (laughs) let me finish he because of this because of this controversy netflix has dropped uh, plans to air one of his um stand-up routines that was about to come out NBC stopped production of a new show that was going to come dude, out. Dude, I really wanted to see that one, too, on Netflix, dude. And let me tell you. He's uh, funny. And also, he was supposed to come on, on on The View. They let him go. They said no. And many things like that. 
And these are just allegations, for folks. Remember, we live in a country, we should live in a country where the justice says that you're innocent until proven guilty. But then we have things like George Zimmerman and we have things like the Michael Brown situation where there's, we're, we're on the verge of violence in Ferguson because a uh, grand jury is going to come back and say that this police officer, I'm here to tell you, is gonna, they're going to come back and not charge this police officer and there's going to be riots. Why? Because he's already been tried in the court of public opinion. And that is wrong, America. It is wrong. Uh, well, uh, according to um, what uh, the victim, um, she, Joan, the alleged victim, the alleged victim, Joan Tarshis, yeah, Tarshis. she says, we're not making this up. What am I getting out of this? Well, you could get a lot of money there, young lady. Okay, let me let me let me go there. Let me go there. Mm-hmm. Um, I find it interesting because, as you probably remember, Angel, um, Bill Cosby has been a very outspoken, um, very conservatively outspoken man. Uh, when he's gone out and done public speeches, he's spoken out against the black people, against African Americans. Um, Basically saying, shape up. I got an excerpt of one of his speeches that he had when he was um, um, speaking at a school. He says, listen to this. He says, what the hell good is Brown versus Board of Education if nobody wants it? A 50% dropout rate. I'm telling you, people in jail, women having children by five, six different men. And these are people are not parenting. They're buying kids like $500 sneakers for, for what? This is Bill Cosby. He's saying, are you not paying attention? People with their hats backwards, their pants down around the crack. Isn't that a sign of something? Are you waiting for Jesus to pull their pants up? And then listen to this. He says, Brown versus the Board of Education is no longer a white person's problem. We've got to take our neighborhoods back. I can't even, I can't even understand the way these people talk. Let me tell you, I, I, like, I like Bill Cosby. The fact that he can make me laugh without cussing and saying a dirty joke, I think it's great. His... Uh, his stuff that he's done on, uh, uh, you know, it's kind of been somewhat wholesome. I mean, it is TV, but it's somewhat wholesome. Check it out. The 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 alleged uh, uh, rapey. <laughs> she says on the set of Bill Cosby show, his um, uh, Tarsus claimed uh, that the comedian gave her a cocktail. She says, quote, I was sitting up writing one second because they were they were collaborating on the show. She says, I was sitting up writing one second. And Supposedly. Then, and the next second, I was lying down on the couch having an, my underwear taken off, she said. That's an end quote. <laughs> okay. And then a few weeks later, it, you know, it happened again. Come on, girl. If this, uh, if this really happened, why are you going to have cocktails with him again? Lourdes chimed in on Facebook. She says, it doesn't mean it didn't happen. He said it out of court. To me, it means that he didn't want his dirty laundry out there. It's a lame excuse. Too many women are saying the same story, and I believe them. And I got to respond to this. Um, um, yeah, just because a lot of women are repeating the same thing doesn't mean it happened. Understand that a lot of people can accuse you of a lot of things. And it, it, does that mean that if you have 20 people accusing you, then you must be guilty? No. And a lot of things are settled out of court all the time, not because it's guilt, but because they'd rather not go through the trouble of having to have a bad fight that's going to make them look bad. It's A lot of times it's a PR move. Now, having said that, I'm not saying he's not a rapist. I'm not saying he didn't do it. I don't know it, and you don't know it. The, only the alleged women who know it. But what I'm saying is that we cannot we cannot convict them in a court of public opinion. And we I, need to remember that because it could come back and haunt you. We should ask Alexandra Twitten later on. From she also, let, me, let me also finish this, Angel. I had a point, Angel, I had a point to make. Um, and Bill Cosby says on, on these speeches things like um, – 
you know, where he's, where he's talking about uh, black and African-American kids um, about shaping up and pulling up their pants and stop crying and, and, and take responsibility for their own actions. And I found it interesting that today GQ had an article by a woman named Lindy West, and the article is called Bill Cosby is Over. And she's talking about Bill Cosby's um, career being pretty much over because of these scandals. But then she goes on, and this is what tells me what I'm about to tell you, Angel, that this is a, a backlash about uh, by the left because they don't like him speaking about taking responsibility and, 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 and uh, pull what's, up your pants. What's the left? The liberals, the progressives. Let me tell you. Let me tell you what she says here. She says... On this article, and let's be honest. You think that they're me, that me, they're smearing him because he speaks against? I do. Yeah, I do. Because look, um, one thing that the left does really well is 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 uh, manipulate the media. Look, um, let me, <laughs> only let, the left. Let me finish the let me, right. Let me finish my point. <laughs> and the up and the down. Let me finish <laughs> and my the point. Front and the back. Let me finish my point, <laughs> and let me prove it here. Um, and the twins. Let, <laughs> hold on. On this article by Lindy West, she says, and let's be honest, there wasn't going to be a real comeback anyway. Cosby was a pioneer. Cosby meant a lot to a lot of people, myself included. Cosby significantly changed white America's perceptions of black families. Listen to this. But Cosby's views on race and politics are offensive and regressive in 2014. He was over before he was over. Now, what does that say? That says that they are insulted by him just saying, listen, black people, stop speaking, start speaking English like he said in his speech. And let me let me bring up a point. Let me bring up a, another point, Angel. Remember, there was one man who was extremely powerful, very rich and very popular among the left. He um, he, he commands um, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars when he speaks. Um, he's extremely popular and powerful. And he was touted as the first black president. And this is William, Jeff, William Jefferson Clinton, Bill Clinton. And he was accused of rape and sexual assault. And he, too, settled out of court with one of them. And one of those. He se- didn't excel. And one of them. She didn't swap. <laughs> and one of those cases was an actual rape. And, really? you know, yes. And uh, there was at least four. And he has had a reputation of being a very misogynistic uh, man who who did that often. But what he's a he's a hero to, to the left, and that's why I'm saying if Bill Cosby would just shut up and play ball, he wouldn't be here. Let me tell you, you're, there might be some truth in what you're saying. This article says, in quote, uh, uh, this question gives me. This is by uh, Scott Simon from NPR News, who's one of those. Uh, People on the left? Right, right. (laughs) Is that what we said left? Yes. Okay, uh, quote, this question gives me no pleasure, Mr. Cosby, but there have to be, but there have been serious allegations raised on you in recent days, Scott Simon asked on his program Weekend Edition. Cosby remained silent. And then, quote, you're shaking your head no, Simon said. I'm in the news business. I have to ask the question, do you have any response to the charges? Again, Cosby was silent. Quote, you're shaking your head no, he said. NPR Scott Simon said he did not ambush Scott Cosby. So it appears that he's being ambushed or he's accused. This guy's uh, Scott Simon's being accused of ambushing this guy. And it's what you're kind of alluding to. 
No, I'm not alluding to an ambush. No, you're, I, but you're alluding that they're kind of uh, they're kind of putting him on a stool pigeon type of thing because they want to uh, because no. he's he's a speaker. Uh, against, he, he speaks he speaks against the left narrative that there's still racism and the the black people are oppressed because of the white people and that and that uh, education um, that the black the education doesn't favor the blacks only the white privilege and he's been out there saying it, dude. If you guys just start speaking English, I, I could read more excerpts. He talks about listen. You you guys uh, speak English, and uh, th- that I don't even understand. How can a doctor go in and speak the way you guys do? And all these things he talks about. He talks about parents not being not doing their job with their kids. He talks about black men not being fathers to their children. So Joan Tarshish, Tarshish, the alleged uh, victim, says that uh, for her part, she said she's revealing her story now to encourage other alleged victims to come forward and to lend her support. And that's code for let's shut uh, Bill Cosby up for the same reason that they... Angel... I didn't touch that girl. Angel, um, there's more (laughs) excerpts on that speech that that I just read where he talks about he actually defends the police because he talks about how blacks and minorities are always bashing the police, you know? And he's totally doesn't... He totally goes against... Let me finish... He totally goes against the progressives and the left narrative that there's a bunch of abusive police out there, that the white privilege is keeping the minorities but, but, down. But there are a stuff. bunch of abusive police out there. That's arguable. You know, I, I'm here to tell you. The, but, but the point is, regardless of the point, is he, he goes against their rhetoric. And so, you know what? It's a smear campaign. Let's shut them up. What a great way to shut them up. Uh, driven because, by, because by, if they really believe, Angel, if the progressives really believe that, why isn't Bill Clinton, why is Bill Clinton such a hero? He he was accused of rape because and he was sexual president. harassment. He's not my hero, but but he was accused because of because he's be, a president. And but he was accused, make any president a hero. But he was accused of it before before he became president. Remember Jennifer Flowers and everything. This all came out before the presidency, I, and he went through. Remember Herman sorry, Cain. I, remember I, Herman, Herman, Herman. Sorry, Cain? I have short term memory loss on that one. Remember, remember Herman Cain, <laughs> Angel. Remember Herman Cain. One woman comes out, and all of a sudden, his his run for presidency is over. Mm-hmm. But Bill Clinton, he's a hero. And Bill Cosby, there's these allegations, he's ostracized. Why? Because he perpetuates that talk, that 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 rhetoric that you know what? African Americans need to rise up and take responsibility for their own actions. Let me tell you though. Let me tell you, Jose. I'm sorry, as much as I love Bill Cosby, he's got no play with those sweaters he wears, eh? <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Okay, so what do we got going on? Okay, oh, and listen to this. Here's what I want to read for you, okay? (laughs) Please, can you give Uh, me a bedtime? I'm going to read this to you. Okay, uh, the world's most famous reggae singer is on the verge of becoming the Marble Man of Marijuana. Marble Man? (laughs) The Bob Marley estate has licensed the legend's singer's name and likeness to create a special blend of herb or or what do they call it? Trees or ganja? I don't know. I don't ganja, sensamia, and ganja. trees, right? Trees. I don't know the vernacular. That's not my deal. But eh? whatever you call yes, it. Yes, guy. If you're a homeboy. Anyways, they have they have licensed the singer's name to create a special blend of herb dubbed the Marley or Marley Natural. I bet you it's going to be. Um, I, I think it's good. I, I I think it's good. I mean, the uh, they have a coffee brand. 
and it's an organic brand. I think that they kind of care for the uh, the environment in such a way, and they might do some. I hope they they do organic stuff. Let me pre, let me let me. I'll go for it. Do, so, like, if you smoke it, do you hear? You know, everything's gonna. Be you tell me, right? dude. You're the one who smokes it. Let me <laughs> let me drop it in as I as I often do when this topic comes up. My name's Jose Hernandez, and I do not, I do not condone the use of marijuana. That's my brother. You're just different that way. Um, it's it's the let me just say I'm and I'm going to give a disclaimer as well <laughs> that uh, that the I do not condone the abuse of anything, in particular women. I, I, I said the <laughs> use of marijuana. I didn't say the. Abuse. I'm saying abuse, but you know you know it's the relationship that you have to uh, the herb. I don't get it. The relationship. Yeah, but other people, our listeners, may get it. I don't, a relationship with an herb. A relationship. It, Okay, it doesn't doubt me. That, I mean, I don't doubt it that you don't get it. Jose. It depends the relationship. No, how about just the use or the misuse? I, I'll take that because but it's the relationship. the relationship. You and I have a relationship. Yes, we do. Okay, because we have a love thing relationship and a respect and a respect and, and all that stuff. You, and I and but I only, herb you burn I, it. I love and you. you suck on it and you inhale it and you spit it out. Let me give you an example, Jose. I love you, man. We're twins, man. We're born together. You know. Uh, we love the same music, not the not the same type of women. We we but, swam the placental waters together. But I could only take you once a week. Okay, <laughs> so marijuana is the same thing. Okay, that's the type of relationship that you need to have with marijuana. That's it's, what, a, it's a very good point. It's a very a, good analogy, okay, but I don't agree with there it. There you go. It's you. It's the approach, the relationship that you have to marijuana. Marijuana, if you look at it as a bad thing. Then it's gonna be a bad thing for you if you look at it as an herb that was, you know, you know, that grows naturally on Earth and it has whatever qualities it may be. <laughs> then you treat it as so: two hits and quit. Yeah. Uh, so you, are puff, you tell me pass? Is that you're telling me that you take me in a couple of hits at a time? Uh, exactly, bro. <laughs> you know that, eh? It's, no, in fact, you take me at a couple of hits because I think I can uh, handle dude, you a little more. Did I? I well, first of all, I do love you, bro. I think Marley, I mean, it makes sense because, and, and you know, we've met the Marlies. We've we met a few of the Martys. Right. And, and, and they are, they, they're beautiful people, at least the ones that I've met. They're, they do tend to, f that they give me a good vibe, and they look like they really do care about your brothers and sisters and, and the land. And so I, I would purchase from them rather than buying from uh, uh, Morris and Phillips, or Phillips and Morris. But... But <laughs> you know what? I think you'll have a. I don't think you have a problem buying from anybody because where do you buy your stuff now? From some guy I don't know where. It's because so, I'm, so I'm all about crap. mom and pops establishment. I'm here eh? to tell you, man. I'm, I'm <laughs> and that's capitalism. But we can go another one. You don't like capitalism, supposedly, right? But here you are. It's all about the vibe. Okay, so like oh, I, so I, could, I could either. I'd rather. I'd rather go to my homie. That's a good. That you know, I I know his little sister and his mom and dad. Sometimes we have a beer together or some tacos with their mom, rather than to a Seven Eleven like in Colorado and buy a joint. You know what I'm saying? That's that's another relationship based type thing. You know, but which which rather although it may be capitalistic, I I grant you on that, but. But it still hints on the old ways of the, the community and the tribal ways. And that's what, you know, what, what I, I lean towards, you know, short of being pure By tribal. the way, Colorado has a, uh, a very bad homeless uh, problem now, ever since they passed. Uh, now? The, yeah. No, <laughs> Where, it's Where'd you get that from? Like, now? No. But wait a minute. Wait Go a ahead. minute. I, I, I got to hear this. It's true. Smoking the, the, pot makes you homeless. No, let me finish. Okay, finish. It, maybe you should listen. You know, lack of attention span, Angel. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> B due to the uh, the passing of um, of marijuana 
legalization for recreational use in in Colorado. <laughs> more Dude. more and more people are moving to Colorado. Most a lot of them youngsters who don't have jobs, and they go there. And I've actually seen interviews and stuff where they actually interview these people who only work enough to go buy their weed because they could smoke it freely anywhere. Well, so, I'm here to tell you. So there's a, there's a people out there that. Be, so you're saying because well, of course they don't have jobs because they probably left their jobs to go there. But you know what? Let me tell you. Um, there's a lot of benefits, a lot of benefits of marijuana in a medicinal way, and and uh, not, you know I've heard even that. even in a recreational way, there's a lot of uh, benefits from it because it, it uh, peop, the the uh, you know uh, it, it keeps people passive. Okay, that is a, which is nothing wrong of, with that. I'm here to tell Plus, you, I, you're my brother. I've known you since conception. Okay. You are not oh, that's, passive. That's yeah, I'm here to. You are not passive, brother. Oh, and, uh, oh, and, and you are. I'm not saying I am. Okay, well, compared, but I'm not the one saying that. Oh, I smoke weed, so I'm real chill and laid back. I am. You're so not chill. We got to move on, bro. We got to go. Why it's, not? I like the marijuana talk. <laughs> we got we got time for one more story. Uh, vacation boobs. We got to get to the boobs. What, what's up with the vacation boobs? Temporary vacation breasts may be here by 2016, offering women the ability to test drive breast implants first. <laughs> you know, you can test drive can, for your vacation. Can I test drive them? <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, I have a driver's license. <laughs> uh, plastic surgeon Norman Rowe invented InstaBreast. A lunch, he calls it a lunchtime Would lift. Just, just add water or milk. <laughs> a lunchtime lift, he calls it. He says um, the breast enlargement lasts twenty four hours, and now and now he's calling them the vacation breasts. <laughs> twenty four hours. Um, the New York City doctor expects this new augmentation that will last two to three weeks, which would work out for a vacation or a special occasion. Okay, so like if you're. <laughs> If you're going back to your 20-year reunion, that's perfect, right? Oh, yeah. Because yeah, right. <laughs> they're sagging by then. You need a lift. Yeah, try you need a lift. But what happens? Do they take out? They don't take out your mammary glands, right, when you have a breast implant? I don't know. I don't know. Can, what, you, go back, a, can you go back to You know normal? what? Let's ask our listeners. What would be a good occasion to put on Insta breasts? <laughs> okay. Yeah. To try uh, them out. Yeah, you can post it on our Facebook, Twin Talk Show, uh, or uh, you can call us at... Six two six two seven five eight nine four six. And what's a good occasion for Insta breasts? <laughs> we'll ask Alexandra Twitten when she comes in. How do we pronounce your name? Is it Twitten or Tweetin? <laughs> she said Tweetin in my ear. Uh, okay, so she said it in my ear. <laughs> so, um, um, okay, so when we come back, we gotta go. We gotta take a music break. But when we come back, we have our guests already here. But also, Patriot Pass. We I got, didn't write anything for Patriot Pass. We got the. Patriot I'm gonna Pass. wing it. I'm going to wing it. Okay, when we come back, we got the former executive of PepsiCo Restaurants and Disney, who is now the creator of BeyondALS.org, Jose Cofino. And he what a says, great name. Great name. Uh, and he says, because your name. And he says Cofino. yes to the water vice bucket challenge, and we'll ask him why later. Also, uh, published writer and the... Uh, the uh, novel novelist. No. Uh, <laughs> the uh, online activ- feminist activist... And the activist, creator, activist, the creator of By Felipe, which is an Instagram account that uh, they post stuff of, of 
po- all those weirdos on uh, dating websites. Oh, yeah, her name is Alexandra Twitten. See, I got it right. Eh? We'll be right back with a Patriot Pass and those guests. Stay tuned. Shoo! Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we've come to the part, the segment in the show that I like to call Patriot Pass. This segment was started a couple of years ago during the last presidential campaign when my brother and I would argue often over my political posts. And I realized as I would post things on Facebook and social media that I would be often personally attacked for my personal views. And I realized that Often, we are not just censored by government, but we are censored by our peers. And it's funny because that's what I'm going to sort of talk about right now, ladies and gentlemen. Because today, we were talking during, our, during the News and Dirty Laundry about Bill Cosby, who has been accused by several women of despicable crimes like rape and drugging and what have you. And while I do not condone that, and I believe that anybody that has, uh, takes part in that should go... Um, if, if found guilty, should be punished. But I want to remind you all that we all, as Americans, in this judicial system that we um, uh, live under, do our, we deserve the presumption of innocence. We should not be tried during um, the uh, uh, public, uh, uh, court of public opinion. Um, things like that cause problems, ladies and gentlemen. Bill Cosby, who has not been charged with anything, has now lost his, uh, a Netflix deal. He's lost an NBC deal. And guess what? Just maybe, just maybe, he's innocent. Just maybe. But we we'll, may never know. What we do know is the man has lost, you know, a couple of jobs. But let's talk about other issues. Let's talk about Ferguson. An officer who uh, supposedly killed a black young man in cold blood. He has been tried in the court of public opinion. And not only can that damage his life and his future, but it is causing civil unrest. No matter what happens, 
after the Supreme, I mean, the grand jury comes out and determines whether or not to indict this police officer, no matter what happens, we're all going to pay because this officer has already been tried in the court of public opinion. Be patient, ladies and gentlemen. There's a reason for this, and that is my Patriot Pass. That's my brother Jose flexing the biggest muscle he has, his mouth and his Patriot Pass. All right, we'll be right back with our awesome guests. Stay tuned.
Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we are so honored to have our following guests. But uh, in case you don't recognize that speech, that was baseball great first baseman of the New York Yankees, New York Yankees, Lou Gehrig, who uh, single-handedly made uh, the disease ALS uh, famous. Um, as you might recall, there was a film called with uh, Jimmy Stewart portraying um, Lou Gehrig, and um, uh, I thought we'd play that because our guests. Yeah, uh, well, our next guest, uh, he's a former executive at uh, PepsiCo Restaurants and Disney. Uh, since then, uh, he has created a website, uh, beyondals.org, which is a website to help people that are uh, with, the, uh, with the disease and, and to bring funding. Uh, please welcome our guest, Jose Cofino. Yeah. 
<laughs> thank you very much. Thank you very much. Hey, Jose, uh, thank you for being here. Um, it's my pleasure. As, uh, uh, say it, Jose, Tocayo. Tocayo, my Tocayo. <laughs> that's, uh, that's uh, for those of you who don't know, that's a uh, Spanish word to when you have the same name. Yeah. You call each other Tocayo. I don't know where that came from. But you know what? Um, thank you for being here. I'm really glad you're here. After this whole um, recent buzz of the ice, bus, bu- bus, ice bucket challenge, um, I think it's proper that you're here. But before we get into uh, some of the uh, of that, who are you? Who I mean, tell us a little bit about your background. Uh, I'll be happy to do that. And thanks for having me, by the way, mm-hmm. guys. In, in this very snazzy place, uh, <laughs> Tio Luis's garage, yeah. they've they've spared no expense. No expense, absolutely. <laughs> thanks for stepping over the leaf blower to get to us. <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, um, you know, I was born in Cuba. Uh-huh. And uh, right before Castro went into Cuba, so at the ripe old age of a uh, year and a half, we had to leave. Wow. And uh, we went to Mexico. And while in Mexico, um, basically we left Cuba with nothing. And while in Mexico, uh, my father died. And a year later, my brother was killed in a uh, riding his bike home from school. Mm. And so mom decided, you know, a single woman with an eight-year-old kid, uh, better off to go to to the U.S. So sold the furniture, two hundred dollars in her pocket, and we migrated to the U.S. again with nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, she believed in education, so I, you know, she went to the parish priest, and uh, I was able to get a good private school education all the way through uh, college, really at Georgetown University. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually went on to Stanford, got my MBA, and life was just grand. Awesome, and so. Um, uh, so now, you, what is the, the do you, what's the technical term of LO, ALS? The, well, yeah, ALS stands for three words that I have a hard time yeah. pronouncing. Amitrophic <laughs> lateral sclerosis. I have it written in front of me. Oh, I, I got a cheat sheet for you. And so I just did a Sarah Palin. I looked at my palm. So you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so since then, you you've uh, you obviously you excelled in your career. As an executive at uh, PepsiCo and and Disney, w- when you were struck or when you found out about the uh, the uh, having uh, the illness or the disease, uh, were you were you are you still an executive? Uh, no, I'm not. I um, by that time actually I was doing consulting and and going all over almost all over the world consulting restaurant uh-huh. companies and so forth. Uh-huh. Um, we happened to be in Atlanta at the time, and um, uh, all of a sudden my leg wasn't working quite right, and uh, I was having a hard time um, hiking. Prior to that, I was in the best shape of my life. Mm-hmm. I was in great shape. And You're a hiker? I'm a hiker. <laughs> Have you been up to Mount Baldy? <laughs> Not in the last three years. So you, so you have? <laughs> yes. I'm going there in a couple of weeks. Oh, excellent. Awesome. Yeah. Um, no, I've done Mount Whitney, and oh, I mean it's, it's that's even bigger. Oh, it, it's uh, my best. My best times were up in the mountains. Right. Really enjoying that. So, for the listeners who don't know, um, describe the onset of ALS. So it started with uh, some what what are called fasciculations, which is a little twitching. Uh, most people have them; absolutely normal, nothing to worry about. Um, there were some uh, cramping, mm-hmm. and in my legs and in my stomach. Um, and then I was riding a bike uh, up a hill, and as I got farther up the hill, it got harder and harder and harder, and then I went up 
to get off the bike and my left leg just wasn't there. It just couldn't hold my weight. Wow. Um, ALS can start in many different ways. Uh, for me, it started with my left foot. Mm. Um, it's, it's a very strange disease in that there is no, by the way, there's no test for it. Wow. Um, so basically you have to do away with anything else that you think might be wrong with you, whether it's MS mm. or anything. And if at the end they can't explain it, then it's It must it's be ALS. ALS. So a pro- through a process of elimination, it's not like a blood test or a uh, wow, no. neurological test or anything like that. Wow. It, is, it is all elimination, and um, there is no treatment. There is no cure. Um, the average life expectancy of somebody with ALS is three to five years, mm. um, although it can kill you in as short as six months. Wow. Uh, or you can be like um, Dr. Stephen Hawking and live with it for 50 years, which right. gives me great hope that I, too, can become a world-renowned physicist. Wow. Because apparently having ALS is with every <laughs> And then your own film and all that stuff. Exactly. That's right. I just, um, so um, uh, once you went through the process of elimination, of elimination I guess, I'm sure it was a grueling process back and forth, the doctors and what have you. Once the the doctor or doctors said to you, Jose, we believe you have ALS, Tell, describe that to us. That moment is like no other moment you can imagine. You know that your life has been changed fundamentally, um, and nothing makes sense. Um, you know, the plans you had for that night for dinner or the plans you had for next year for travel or anything mm-hmm. – um, no longer matter you don't I, I didn't know what to do where to go uh what to think um i looked at my partner and we as i said we knew that our lives had changed um we spent a weekend crying and just mm-hmm. beginning to try to deal with what it all means um and it was during that weekend that we we said you know if this is going to make sense if if, if we're going to take the power away from the disease. I love that line, by the way. Then love it. Thank you. Then, then, then we have to do something. And we didn't know what a clinical trial was. We didn't know, you know, where, who, whatever. Um, but we did commit that we needed to do something um, beyond ourselves. And, and that was really the beginning of uh, what became Beyond ALS. Mm-hmm. Um, it, 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 it has given me, you know... I had great jobs. I was an executive, as you mentioned, and, you know, fast cars and first-class travel and wonderful, Mm -hmm. wonderful, wonderful stuff. But there was always something missing. Interesting. At at, at the time, you know, with everything else that had happened in my life, all the the other adversity of Cuba and my dad and my brother and so forth, I always thought, well, you know, there's got to be something that you really meant to do. And I thought, well, it's business. So, you know, I became president of PepsiCo restaurants in Brazil. Great. You know, and, but there was still an emptiness. And the day of the, well, I shouldn't say the day, but shortly after the diagnosis, it became very clear to me what it was. Um, today I am more focused on, on, on what I'm doing to raise awareness and to raise funds to find a solution for ALS much more than I ever was when I was uh, an executive with PepsiCo or with the Walt Disney Company. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a sense, you know, most, <laughs> you played the clip uh, from Lou Gehrig about the luckiest man in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
you know, I, I consider myself pretty lucky because I think most people live their entire lives without a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And I am here to tell you that I know exactly what it is that I am supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And that gives me a great sense of satisfaction that um, I've been given this, frankly, this gift to be able to leave a mark. Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting. That's a very, very inspirational thing to hear. Um, is there a contrast with your sudden apparent real purpose? It's, that seems what you're describing, a profound purpose in your life to your physical situation is have you is it degraded for our listeners to know where you're at or, or where you know tell us about that so um als is is as i said it, it's very heterogeneous meaning it afflicts different people very differently and which is why it's over after 75 years of since uh, lou gehrig's speech there's still no cure because we're trying to find a, a one-size-fits-all silver bullet and so forth and it really it's a it's a disease that doesn't behave that way interesting um, mine is, you know, we're very, Ben and I are very fortunate, and and we give thanks every day that mine is a very slow progressing uh, version of the disease, if you will. So I mentioned it started in my left foot. Um, I'm still able to walk, um, albeit with the aid of trekking poles and and or a cane, um, but I'm still, you know, very mobile. And so we've been given the gift of time. Um, now, going upstairs, it's a challenge. Uh, distances ha- have taken in a whole new meaning. Going from interesting, going from my bedroom to my bathroom in the middle of the night, which used to be you kind of just kind of stumble out there. Right and get out of it. now, I have to plan that whole thing. Wow. How do I get from here to there and back? Wow. Um, it's stuff wow. that you don't really think about. Um, it would suck after like the end of a night of drinking. Oh, it does. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got to plan that out. Usually, you just kind of stumble your way in. Um, I list. I watched your video on your website. A great video, by the way. Um, um, and talk- the and the website is www.beyondals.org. But there's three W's instead of two. www. <laughs> yeah, but we're twins, eh? Beyond beyondals.org. And you talk about the fact that you believe, and um, uh, please don't get me wrong, um, because I you know this is just me asking the question but you believe that this is um this there's going to be a cure within your lifetime you say it in that video is this just hope uh it might be but what's the alternative um i'm I've, i'm enrolled in a um in a really interesting um program it's it's research in uh, ALS therapy development institute in cambridge massachusetts so precision uh, medicine, which takes medicine down to the individual level. So I went to Cambridge. I was one of the first people to go through this program. Um, and they took some blood. And from that blood, they are mapping my genome. So I will know everything about my genetic makeup uh, like nobody else does. That's awesome. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they find in, in fact, actually, <laughs> you know, from Mars or something. Um, and then they took a tiny... Um, piece of my skin a little skin biopsy and from that right now they are growing a clean line of stem cells in cambridge that's awesome um and and i get people is like and for christmas we'll be selling little jose's you know your stocking (laughs) so how does that work the stem cells how does that work? Uh, so go ahead. I'll let it explain. It's just amazing. So from the, okay, so my stem cells, from those stem cells, they can grow any kind of cells depending on what they feed those cells. So in, in, the, in this case, they will be growing 
um, nervous, you know, nerve cells. Uh -huh. um, then to those nerve cells, if you can imagine a tray with a whole bunch of dimples, they'll put some of those cells in each of those dimples. And in each one of those, they will put a different kind of medication uh -huh. or, you know, whatever goop they put in. And then it goes into a robot, and they watch as these cells um, grow. They're watching for anything that will slow down, stop, or even reverse the growth of ALS. Okay. So, so think about this, right? So, it, it is, it is. so instead of giving it to you and experimenting it on you, they're using it on, on, your, on your stem cells. That's funny because, you know, whenever I got a baggie of weed, I always took the stems out. Right? <laughs> so you want to well, such a waste. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this, uh, this uh, trial, I guess it's called a trial. Is it called a trial or research? Whatever the term may be was made possible, you said, in that video, partly or wholly because of the new ALS Ice Bucket Challenge fundraising? It, it, it was. It, the, the, original, um, the original thought by AL, ALS um, TDI in Cambridge was that they would be able to afford to have 30 people go through here, through the, through the program. Mm -hmm. um, now it's going to be north of 300, and they're already scheduling people into next year. Wow. wow. Um, what it does, by the way, you also begin to then get a database of you know, if they find, for example, that mm -hmm. for my particular brand of ALS, vodka really can slow it awesome. down. <laughs> um, so I'll be mainlining vodka. So for those listeners, <laughs> IPA, man, IPA. For those of you out there in uh, internet world who got sick and tired of those ALS ice bucket challenges. They work, eh? They did Absolutely. do something. Talk about things. I have some famous ALS challenges uh, to listen to. You want to listen to them? Yeah, that'd be great. Okay, this is Bill Gates. Bill Gates did I'm it. here <laughs> to join the people bringing attention to Lou Gehrig's disease by taking the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. I'm going to challenge three more people. Elon Musk, Ryan Seacrest, and Chris Anderson of TED. Consider yourself challenged. You have 24 hours. Good luck. Okay. You got to check out the video, though. He actually makes this huge contraption. The <laughs> video? Yeah. Okay, here's it wasn't, it wasn't a screensaver? <laughs> no. Here's another one. See if you guess this person. Ice scooter, I accept your ice bucket challenge. Famous now Canadian. I nominate Ellen, Barack Obama, who Michael Chris J. Fox. John. John. Just, Justin Bieber. Ah. Okay, here's another guy. This guy's famous. He's not a piedra, but he's called that. Oh, where is it here? Here it is. Nominate <laughs> my boys, Mark Wahlberg, Dwayne Johnson, <laughs> The Rock. Okay, here's one more. That's crazy. One more. See if you guess. Hey, everybody. Uh, <laughs> no way. Look, he did this. Uh, I want to thank my friends uh, at the Tea Party uh, for nominating me to take part uh, in the ALS Ice real. Bucket Challenge. Uh, but before we get this thing going. Uh, I need to make sure that I nominate a few friends of mine. Uh, so first, uh, we're going to nominate John Boehner. Uh, second, uh, Bill O'Reilly. Third, Iranian President Bashar al-Assad. Fourth, Russian President Vladimir Putin. And fifth, North Korean Supreme Leader uh, Kim Jong-un. Okay, let's do this. Uh, as and, you can, and all the illegal immigrants. Oh, you're ready. As you can tell, that was William Jefferson Clinton. 
No, that was a, <laughs> that was an impersonator of Obama, obviously. But the other ones were real. Uh, let's go back. So, um, <laughs> um, did did Ben do the ice challenge? Did, did By Felipe do it? Awesome. <laughs> so um, let's talk about. Uh, I love the. I, I love. I watched your video. It gave me a lot of hope because I got to be honest. With you, I became very cynical after all these ice bucket challenges as to how many people were actually donating. But I did hear. We talked about it and debated over it on our radio show. And Jackie, our news girl, came up with the numbers, and they were impressive. And now to see that you know we're speaking to somebody in flesh and blood who is. Um, benefiting of it f- from it is awesome. Yeah. How does that feel? I mean, you're groundbreaking. Um, <laughs> well, it's 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 humbling, actually. I mean, it, it really is to be able to to take part in the, in something that could potentially solve something that's that science has been baffled by for decades is um, is is very humbling. And you mentioned hope before. I mean, absolutely, there is there is hope, right? You have to have hope that mm-hmm. um, there is going to be a solution. And I, and I mentioned that in the in the video. I said, you know, it, everybody says, you know, we have to find a solution in our lifetime. Well, right. let's put that in perspective. Let's find it, a solution in the lifetime of people living with ALS, which is in the next couple of years. You know, there, it, every year, 5,600 people in the United States die. Mm. And 5,600 people in the United States are diagnosed. Mm. And, and it doesn't, and by the way, it, you can be any age. We know a young man who just turned um, 11, Dominic Como, who was diagnosed when he was two and a half. Wow. He's been living with ALS literally his entire life. Right. Um, wow. So it can be the young, the old, black, white. It doesn't matter. It is totally indiscriminate as to when it can hit you. And beyond LAS, what, what do you hope to, of course, you know, uh, First and foremost, you know, find a cure. Uh, but until then, what do you hope, you know, for people to get gain from, you know, your, your, your website, website and your organization beyond ALS? Um, a, a couple of things. One is obviously for people that may still not know what ALS is. At least they know how to spell ALS now. <laughs> um, to become better informed. Second, even though the Ice Bucket Challenge raised well over $100 million, wow. the battle isn't done. Um, my fear is that people, well, okay, then we'll move on to the next thing because they already have enough money and, and, and so forth. Well, we haven't found a cure, so the battle is not done. Uh-huh. And the other thing is um, to give a voice to people with ALS. We, we have a lot of um, people living with ALS and caregivers of people with ALS and so forth that are writing blogs for in, in the website. Mm. Um, and that is helpful to them. It's mm. cathartic to them to be able to share their stories, to have their stories known. Mm-hmm. The a- ALS community is made up of some f- fantastic people. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a club that none of us want to belong to, <laughs> um, but it's a club made up of really some tremendous, tremendous um, energetic wonderful people who are just you know battling each day to just survive what a great thing too that i mean just watching your video and now speaking with you being around i mean i, I honestly you know not having this in in my peripheral um i don't think about las that often to be honest with you now it, it, this is tangible now i could speak to someone and i've spoken to someone like as yourself who's telling me that within your lifetime i saw the video and i believe you because uh, with the advent of stem cell research, you know, the Bush administration put money toward it and all the other private organizations that have done so. And now with – There you go, plugging Bush again. <laughs> well, he's got to plug him all the time, man. It was another admin- – <laughs> that administration. Um, I mean, I do believe, 
you know, spinal injuries, ALS, and things like that can um, can be cured within our lifetime. And it's very encouraging to hear that so much money was indeed raised, and now more people are going to benefit from it than originally planned yeah, in that study. It is, because, you know, uh, there, there there's times when people do get a little bit suspicious about, you know, where's the money going and la-da-da. Having... You it's know, the top- la da that I get real suspicious about. <laughs> I tell you that right now. I, I concur with my brother on that. I so I'm so glad to see that indeed you know in, in this case it is going to you know to what it's intended to, and you know not to some bureaucracy or what have you. So it's good that you know it's good to see. So what's your next step? One step at a time. Um, it, it is continuing to do what we're doing and, and uh, educating people, raising funds, um, and, and, and frankly, taking care of myself as well. I mean, doing whatever exercises I can and so forth. Again, there's no treatment. There are mm-hmm. things you can do. Um, but I would encourage everybody to, to go to uh, beyondals.org and look at the stories that people are posting there. Look at some of the information. We have information in there in Spanish and, 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 and um, uh, soon to be also in Portuguese. Mm-hmm. Um, and a friend, of a, a friend of mine said, you know, I, I don't understand. There's only 30,000 people in the United States living with ALS at any point in time. And yet I know two or three people, or I knew, unfortunately, two or three people that have had ALS. Interesting. How is it that I know so many? And and my answer was, well, that's because we die. But it's a revolving door too, that's right? Like, that's exactly it. I mean, the same number of people come in as leave every year. Yeah. Um, so it's a steady number. And people say, oh, it's only 30,000 people. Well, it's not only 30,000 people. So next step is to continue to uh, make sure that the awareness that was raised by the Ice Bucket Challenge doesn't go by the wayside. Mm-hmm. We don't think that because the money was raised, the disease is cured. Mm-hmm. Um, and that for the 30,000 of us today living in the United States with, with ALS, that there is hope that, that, that we're moving faster than ever before in, in research. And uh, we welcome everybody to join us in that fight. And if you don't want to do the ice bucket, do a beer bucket challenge, eh? <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Here's my idea for the next one. The next one should be a, a sp- uh, spoonful of cinnamon challenge. Have you tried that one? <laughs> Google it. <laughs> Try like putting the- a spoon of cinnamon <laughs> in your mouth. It's not as easy as you think. And we want to encourage the people, right? <laughs> so, um, uh, Jose Cofino, thank you so much for being on our show. Where can we reach you again? It's all on www.beyondals.org or on Facebook at Beyond ALS. Please, uh, if we forgot to mention or ask you something that you want to convey to our listeners, uh, here's your opportunity. Um, I just want to thank everybody who supported um, ALS research during the Ice Bucket Challenge. And um, as we've mentioned, things are happening. Things are progressing. Money is being put into research. Uh, Please don't give up on us. Continue to support us and um, help us and help the researchers um, eradicate ALS in my lifetime. Awesome. Jose Cofina from beyondals.org. Check it out, guys. Thanks so much. We'll be right back.
is Melissa Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T U-verse. Tune in. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's Garage on TwinTalkCast.com. Also, we do it out of the largest internet radio network in the world. That's Live365.com. Just look for Twin Talk Cast Radio. That's two words. Twin Talk Cast, that's one. Radio. <laughs> Did you say Twin Talk? Did you say Twin Talk Cast? That's one word, eh? So I got to, you know, give the... Hey, what? That, that was really nice to meet uh, Mr. Cofino, Jose Cofino from uh, Beyond what an honor. It was an honor to meet him. A very nice guy. I'm so happy we had him on because, indeed, you know, that whole ice bucket thing, you know, it was it was a great thing for awareness. But was it really going to this to, to the money going? And it was. He's proof of that. We want everyone to go to uh, beyondals.org. Check out his website. If you know anyone is suffering with LLS, it's a good resource. Um, also, check out his video. Yeah, he talks a little bit about uh, the journey that he's into, and it's really awesome. But anyway, back to now. Right now. Back. Yeah, you know. We have a message to all you weirdos out there. <laughs> about a month ago, I think in October, um, our next guest launched an uh, Instagram account called Bye Felipe, and I'm going to ask why. As in goodbye. As in goodbye, Felipe, which they actually they, they, they screenshots and, and uh, post screenshots of of uh, guys' posts when they get rejected by a woman. You know, that a lot of guys aren't very good at being rejected. And it kind of puts them on blast. You know, well, you know, as a guy, I think like, wow, you know, I don't like being rejected. That's pretty messed up. But it's not very, it's, it's very popular. In, in less than a month, 250,000 followers on her account. I, I want to know why. Why so many? Well, let's, let's ask. We'll ask her. Well, our guest, she is a uh, published writer. She's previously written and edited on MS Magazine. Uh, also, uh, she, um, she uh, was a writer on uh, uh, Grand Forks Herald uh, uh, newspaper. Uh, she did an online activism uh, Thingy on a feminist <laughs> Craigslist dating experiment. Wow. Uh, uh, a blog on MS. Or is Ms. it MS or Miss Mag- Ms. 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 <laughs> okay, Alexandria Twe- Tweetin. Yeah. I told you. <laughs> Hi, Alexandra. Hello. I'm sorry for getting your name wrong. And get- <laughs> I've been saying it's tw- tw- Tweetin, and you're going to keep saying it's Tweetin. Because it's only one E, but. Yeah. It's Norwegian. Uh, okay. I don't know. Awesome. <laughs> it's Norwegian. I don't know. Alexander, welcome to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Thanks for making it all the way over here and stepping over the leaf blowers to get in here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So, okay. Your background is awesome. Love it. Um, but I want to know, l- tell us about goodbye. Bye-bye, Felipe. Bye, Felipe. Bye, Felipe. Before F- Bye, Felipe, what were you doing that made you get into this or, or, or launch it? Um. Well... I have been online dating on and off since 2010. Wow. And so I've gone on a lot of dates, gotten a lot of messages, and um, that's kind of what I was doing. I mean... For us men who don't know what it's like to be on your end of the uh, matching uh, dateline, what is it, online dating thing Mm -hmm. in chats, what is it like? The only thing I can think of for women is... That they probably get a whole lot of messages mm-hmm. from a whole lot of men, mm-hmm. and there's probably a whole lot of not appropriate 
photographs being sent. Oh yeah. Tell us about that. Describe what it's like to be the female on that end of the online dating world. Um, well, I think um, it's kind of frustrating on both sides uh, for men and women online dating. Uh, but because men feel like men have to message so many women in order to get a response. Mm. And usually women sort of let sit back and like let the messages come to them. Right. Which I... I prefer, to, like, if I like someone, I'll message them. Wow. So, but a lot of women don't do that. But, so, um, yeah, you get a lot of messages. Some are just, like, terrible. Some are, are just like, hey, what's up? What, what are your... A lot of them. A lot of them, I would say the majority are not that bad. But occasionally you get the... Um, guy who's really frustrated and he gets angry that you didn't respond or the one the one um, post that I, I posted that inspired the account was <laughs> um, uh, some guy had sent me this long message and he had copied and pasted it <laughs> three times he'd sent me the same message three times and I could kind of, I could tell that it was copy and pasted message. <laughs> so, um, I thought he, and he ended it with, uh, do you want to chat? And so I finally, the third time I was like, no, I don't. And he came back and was like, WTF, why would you like, don't respond if you aren't interested. And he like, it was there was a lot of swearing. Wow. <laughs> and um, I talked to some other women, and they were like, yeah, I've gotten messages like that, too. And I was like, this is insane. So. And you were, now you started this in October. Yeah. Right? Which is uh, a little over a month ago. And yeah. then over a month ago, you got about over 250,000 and counting uh, followers. Mm -hmm. Why do you think? Um, well, the night that I started it, um, I was, it was out of a discussion on Facebook with a bunch of women and um, they all had like showed me their crazy moments as well. They save them? <laughs> yeah, because they're weird. <laughs> so it's, it's, it's a conversation thing. Oh, check out what this guy, this creep sent me this time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, my creep is worse than your creep. Is yeah, that what you like, guys do? Yeah. We're like, <laughs> what is wrong with people? And like when you see a crazy message like that, you're like, I... I Look at this. This is uh -huh. insane. It's a great conversation. <laughs> so. <laughs> and so over some martinis with your girls or something. You, okay. okay. Well, so, online. Yeah. Um, I was asking you how, how, how do, you know, why, why does it resonate so much with so many oh. women? I mean, and you got followers like from all over the world or like. Yeah. yeah. Um, so immediately I got like a, a few hundred followers. Mm -hmm. Um, like that week there was like, and that was just like friends, friends of friends. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a writer at the Atlantic magazine, mes um, messaged me and she wanted to interview me for, um, an article that she was writing about online creeps. And I was like, <laughs> sure, I'll definitely talk to you. So, um, yeah, she called me up and we had an interview and, um, she published an article the next week, um, in the Atlantic, which is a national magazine. Right. And, um, after that I got 
like 6,000 followers wow. that week. Well, you've well, been, I, you've hey, been on the, the Atlantic, The Guardian, The Daily Mail, Good Morning America, Nightline, BuzzFeed, Huffington. Mm. They got I, nothing on the twins. I want you to know, now that you're in Theo Luis's garage, <laughs> you're going to get like three more days. <laughs> three <laughs> more As a matter of fact, I'm going to watch it right now, make sure and see how many you pick up while we're on the air. 258,406 followers right now on your Instagram account. <laughs> okay, and counting. Yeah, yeah. So after the Atlantic article came out, then I got a, lo- a bunch of more interviews. And then um, I think that Friday, um, BuzzFeed picked it up. And when BuzzFeed picks up anything, right. it goes viral. Wow. And, and you didn't reject them? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so that day, the day that um, BuzzFeed, the BuzzFeed article was published, um, I got 100,000 followers in one wow. day. Well, so so I'm looking at your page, Instagram page, by Felipe. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys want to follow it, it's by B Y E Felipe F E L I P E. Now, it was named after that last creep. No, where did that come from? The name comes from. There's an internet meme. Well, it's a really old quote, actually, from the movie Friday um, by Felicia. Ah, interesting. When Ice Cube is sitting there and he's like, "Bye, Felicia." <laughs> Bye. Okay, I get like it. a real, just like a real white writer. That's clever. So I'm yeah. looking at your. Go ahead. So, um, in this particular group of women that I was having this conversation with, a lot of the times, like when we would talk about guys or like them doing something terrible. Um, we would just say, oh, bye, Felipe, because it's like a male version of Felicia. Like, you need to tell a guy goodbye. Like, right. bye. <laughs> I've always told my daughters, um, uh, they're older now, they're 23 and well, going to be 24 and 19, um, um, 23, 19. And, but I always told them as they were getting into that dating age <laughs> that, because they always want to be so nice. Oh, they mm-hmm. don't want to let the poor yeah. guys down. Angel, let me finish. You're about <laughs> to interrupt me. I know I can tell. <laughs> Um, um, Angel, we're doing radio here. Let me talk. So um, I've always told them that guys are delusional. You need to let them know right off the bat, mm-hmm. but in no uncertain terms, yes or no, you're interested. Yes or no, leave me alone. Whatever it is, mm-hmm. right off the bat, because they'll they'll hold on to every little morsel, mm-hmm. delusional, and a delusional morsel to to you know to to continue with a woman, whether it's courting her or whatever. What do you, what do you got, bro? Can can we? I'm on by Felipe right now Instagram account right now. Okay, read. And one. there's a cut and paste here of of uh, a creep. Mm-hmm. And uh, will you read it with me? Will you be the victim, and sure. I will be the creep? Sure. Okay. Nice Rams hat. How about I put a ram in that ass too? Uh, what? Don't worry. This ram's only got one horn. <laughs> Trust me, it's a long one. <laughs> Don't think so. Think again, bitch. Drop those panties like it's nine one one or nine eleven, and I'll raise a tower for you. It's so terrible. Uh, it is. That's it's, pretty. It's hilarious. It pretty, but it's just like really. Uh, no, you're right. It, but it, but it's kind of a and it's funny. but yeah. But it really kind of sucks. Yeah. For a woman, I, probably wake you know waking up in the morning for. With, go ahead. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, like when I'm posting these, like it's hilarious <laughs> at the same time, at the same time, but it's like really sad. Yeah. Uh, like, so I'm going for that duality of like, gosh, yeah. that's so funny, but did, also horrifying. So did you did you come up with that hashtag by Felipe? Um, I would Ice Cube did, eh? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't say I came up with it. Um, I think it was kind of around on the internet a little okay. bit uh-huh. before. 
before I came along, but yeah. um, we this group of women and I definitely took it over. Here's <laughs> one. Here's one by a guy who who has New York Mets as his avatar. <laughs> Hello, how are you doing today? Do you mind if we chat? You are absolutely stunning. I would like it. I would like to talk to you more if I could. This was uh, eleven twelve a.m. eleven thirty seven a.m. Guess I need a pick, huh? One twenty five p.m. Fucking S U N or C C word. <laughs> S. Fucking C word. Like real quick, he, they, he just went to that without any reply. I mean, the, and the person apparently didn't do anything. Yeah. Like maybe they weren't just at their, maybe they like didn't have their phone on them or something. What, or like, what do women think guys are doing when they're back on that other end just talking nicely and then going straight into the, you know, immediately escalating like that? <laughs> Come on, what is the what's the mental picture? Uh, desperation. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, it's oh, this guy is real thirsty. <laughs> Here's one by a guy named Paul saying, "Cool, feel like trading topless pics." <laughs> she says, "Not so much." Nito, well, nice talking to you. Good luck in life, trapezoid head. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> These, Here's one here. It ain't. It, it's not really funny, but it really is what Bifley is. You, uh, 8.01 p.m. You are fine. What's up? Hello? At 10.29 p.m. You're stuck up, aren't you? LOL. Okay. (laughs) For not replying, bye, Felipe. I have to apologize because uh, when we first started talking, you you had 258,406 followers. Mm -hmm. It has since changed. Mm-hmm. And now is two hundred fifty-eight thousand four hundred and five. Oh, uh, someone, you, you someone lo- unfollowed. Oops. <laughs> Sorry. So, um, so tell us about it. Um, how many want to blow me? Please respond, bitch. How many? How many guys? I mean, this is sick. I'm sorry, but it's funny. Let's go back. It's funny. <laughs> now you've dated a lot of guys. You said through through online media. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, online uh, inter dating. Uh, yeah. inter- internet dating. Um, is it what I think it is where the guys totally misrepresent themselves, like not even close misrepresent themselves, like they totally are catfishing you? No, I, I don't think the majority are catfishing. Like I've met some really, really nice guys, really great guys. And I, the last relationship I was in was two and a half years long and we met on OkCupid. So. Oh, wow. Um, I, I mean, I've met up with a few guys and there, I was like, uh, they don't really look like their picture, <laughs> but, um, for the most part, I, it's not that bad. <laughs> so have you had any responses from the guys like saying, yo, I'm famous on your, on your Instagram now mm-hmm. or anything like that? A good yeah. question. Have we had anything like that? Yeah. Um, really? So, well, guys saying like, take my picture down. <laughs> oh, you actually posted his picture. <laughs> That's what you get. Vato. Yeah. I was like, well, um. I think you've learned a really good lesson, yeah. so I will take your picture down, but I really hope that you don't message any other women like that in the future. Because oh my God, is at it, least 250,000 out there. The chances hey, are. <laughs> is it Vince Black 5 from Lake Alfred, Florida? I don't know. Because he's got, there's a picture of this guy up there, and uh, his message is, when someone gives you a compliment, you should say, F and thank you, C word. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's terrible. Yeah, well, you know what, homeboy probably deserved it, dude. Come exactly. On. Uh, so, uh, what do you want women to learn about online dating? Is there any tips to try to avoid this? What, what would you give a woman, to, you know, as a morsel of, of help? 
Um, I don't really think there's any way don't to avoid... Mo- don't wear a Rams hat. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I don't think there's really any way to avoid it for women because uh, we face st- like reactions like this all the time. Like Even wow. just walking down the street. This is like an extension of harassment that we see really in tell, real life. So like if you're walking down the street and you get the cat calls, hey baby, mm-hmm. what's your name? Yeah. And then you don't say anything effing... Yeah, sometimes. Interesting. That will happen occasionally. Mm. Wow. And this is something that every woman has experienced. If you are a woman, you have experienced messages like this. I get women cat called me all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think a lot of guys realize that. Like cuz there, there are so many like the majority of guys don't do that. Uh-huh. But then there's that minority that do. Uh-huh. And they do it to everyone. Right. So, I, a lot of guys don't realize what it's but like. But let me ask you, come on, there's got to be Women, if they, I really believe, not to blame the victim, so to speak, but I really believe that women, if they had a choice of never being noticed to getting the cat calls and being noticed and some of them being kind of mean, that you'd rather have the cat calls with the mean ones in between than not be noticed at all. Am I right or wrong? Mm, uh, I don't think so. <laughs> um, I mean, a lot. I think so many women would just rather oh, like, come on. go on. No. I mean, it depends on the woman. I can't speak for all. No, that, you're wrong. <laughs> That's why you walk around in those skimpy outfits with those shirts. You're stuck up. Oh, my up. gosh. <laughs> you're stuck up. <laughs> we're kidding. Oh, you, baby. Yeah, we're you wanted us to catcall you because you're wearing those high heels and those... Little uh, tiny mini skirts and no. those. I think we should stop. And those. <laughs> anyway, I'm just. Women, a lot women dress uh, for themselves a lot of the time, and believe it or not, it's not for you. Um, <laughs> oh come on! Sometimes it is for you, but sometimes it, most of the time it's not. I so. kind of believe you on that. Like I see the girls at work in the office. Mm-hmm. They're totally always. One girl comes in with some high heels. The next day, they all come in with the high heels. One, oh, cold weather's up. Oh, so one girl wears the yeah. boots. They all wear the boots. I love this one. This, <laughs> listen to this one. This one's from a guy named Alex at seven thirty-one p.m. in October. How, hey, how's it going? And then at one thirty a.m. the next day, so overnight, effing ugly C. And then she responds in the morning at eight o'clock at a decent hour. Wow, really. What a great guy you are. I'm sure you'll have no trouble finding a girl with that attitude. I actually missed your first message and would have responded, but now I'm really glad I didn't. Don't talk to women that way. Exactly. (laughs) Patience, my man. (laughs) Don't you guys know, listeners, that these girls got like hundreds of messages to read through before they get to yours? If you want attention, just make it stand out. I can't wait to see a celebrity on your By Felipe Instagram. (laughs) Floyd Mayweather, Chris Brown. Bill Rice. <laughs> I would be true. awesome to see on there. I think it's, that will happen. It's only a matter of time. It is. It's a matter of time, baby. I think it will happen. So uh, what do you want? First of all, let our listeners know where they can find. Do you have other social media that's uh, Felipe or just? Um, I have a Facebook page mm. and a Twitter account. Um, I'm not as active on those mm. as the Instagram, though. Mm. Okay. Well, any any. Well, I guess you've already given that morsel of. Non-advice to women. <laughs> Is it because the other two? No. Um, what, yeah. How about advice to men? What well, would you advise to men? Because that was probably the best advice you could give. Yeah. Who are online dating. Um, well, let me go back to if if you get one of these messages, just report it and block the guy immediately and don't respond. Um, advice for guys. Uh, definitely just 
treat women as human beings. Right. It's that simple. So how <laughs> how does one get a post on your Instagram? I mean, do do I just post it and hashtag it? You can direct message me on Instagram or um, email it to me at byfelipesubmissions at gmail.com. Okay. So girls or ladies, excuse me, I don't want to. If you want to buy, <laughs> if, I don't know what, how to talk to a feminist. If you want to, <laughs> if you want to out a Felipe, go to buy Felipe submissions, whatever it's called, buy Felipe Instagram submissions yeah. at gmail.com. At gmail. At gmail. That's hilarious. Have you been able to monetize this yet? You got to make some money. Not yet. <laughs> oh, we're working on it. Okay, listeners, this is uh, uh, Ali. We used to call you Ali. Yeah, Ali tweeting. From by Felipe, thanks for being on this with us. Thank, Thank you. you. It's good to see you again. We'll be right back with Angels Chill Out. The wrong measuring stick. Too many times we come to conclusions based on the wrong measuring stick, as in the case with illegal immigrant children. The overwhelming argument tends to revolve around money. They're going to flood the system. It will cost too much money. My taxes should go to help American citizens. Well, I'm no economic expert, nor do I claim to know this system or how it works. What I do know is that this rhetoric indicates the wrong measuring stick or wrong perspective. Now, I doubt that there isn't enough money to help, and I doubt that the system would crash or could not be redesigned to accommodate. But nonetheless, it's still the wrong measuring stick. Try this for good measure or measuring stick. Compassion. A helping hand to thy fellow man, woman, and child. Money comes and goes, and it's a piece of paper. Its value changes based on how much you can buy with it. It's limited. It gets spent. While compassion is eternal. Its value is priceless. Its impact profound, far reaches, 
reaching, and it's limitless. Unfortunately, compassion has been preconditioned out of our society, replacing it with the dollar and the fear of the lack of it. Jesus, the Bible says, having seen the multitudes whom were hungry, was moved by compassion and took a few bread and multiplied it and fish and multiplied it so as to feed us all. So, let's give compassion a try. I mean a real heartfelt manifestation of compassion within our society. Chill. One love. And that's Angel's Chill Lounge. Shoo! And that brings us to the end of another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. We want to thank you all for listening. Yes, and we also want to thank our guest, Jose Cufino uh, from BeyondALS.org. And also Ali Tweeten, the awesome chick from By Felipe, B-Y-E Felipe on Instagram. Check it out. If you got some good stuff to send her, send it to By Felipe Submissions. And she's a hottie <laughs> and she's smart, so don't mistreat her, dude. No, she's, she, uh, yes. I'm with you on that. Just because you can't handle a smart chick. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Stay tuned next week. Also, stay tuned tonight. Tales from the Sunset Strip Sheesh. with Willie Bass. Willie's in the house. He'll be on in about five minutes. Good night, y'all. Shoo!